The two key words for the entire Bible, the two words above all else that describe the Bible is trust and mercy. Well, what, what about love, Father? Well, mercy is the highest form of love. So trust and mercy. Now, we probably see manifested a little more the New Testament, God's mercy, even though God's old, the Old Testament is full of God's mercy. The New Testament is we really see it personified because it becomes the face of Jesus. That is the face of the Father's mercy, is the image of divine mercy, misericordia voltus. So of that now, the New Testament, of the four Gospels, they are all mercy. But which of the Gospels do we actually call the Gospel of mercy? Now, if you fail this one, today's feast day should give you the answer. The Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke is the Gospel of mercy, even though they are all mercy. We're going to talk about why, because he has certain parables and right stories that really personify God's mercy. Now, who was Luke? All right. He's identified, as we just heard Brother Ryan read, uh, with St. Paul. And St. Paul said, Luke, the beloved physician. Now, that's mentioned in the New Testament. Now, in our world today, it's, it, we, we often think of a doctor as somebody who's rich and high up there in prestige. But scholars have told us that it, it's, it's likely that Luke was born a slave. And, um, and it was not uncommon. I learned this in seminary, so I'm taking you back to seminary with me. It, it was not uncommon for families to actually have slaves. This is why people yell about the Bible, oh, it endorses slavery. Slavery was entirely different. Slaves were part of the family. Um, and it was not not uncommon to educate their slaves, families would, in medicine, so that they would have a family physician. And this is likely who St. Luke was. Um, and now a little bit more, he, Luke says about himself that he, we know that he was not an eyewitness to Christ himself. So we don't call him an apostle, but he wasn't one of the 12. But he wrote the gospel, one of the gospels, so we call him an evangelist. So we hear St. Luke the evangelist. And we know that he was important because in the Acts of the Apostles, which he's credited as writing, he uses the term we, indicating that he was present with St. Paul. So very important guy. Now, we just heard Ryan Reed. Paul was talking about those who have betrayed him. And everybody basically abandoned Paul when he was um, in his final imprisonment. Um, but Luke... He was the one who didn't. Paul said, only Luke is with me. Now, Luke, we don't think about how important he is, but he contributed over a quarter of the text of the New Testament, second only to St. Paul, um, you know, in some sense. Um, you know, because in terms of, Paul did more in terms of the books. I'm sorry, the, uh, the letters. But in terms of the amount of writing, St. Luke People say, who's the biggest writer, the main writer of the New Testament? We always say St. Paul. That's because of the number of books that we talk, we attribute to him, uh, or the number of letters. But actually, in terms of total text, a full quarter of the New Testament is St. Luke, and that's more than any other author. And so, um, what's interesting about him, <clears throat> you know, he was the only writer of the New Testament who was not Jewish. 
He was the only one. He was a Gentile writing to, uh, to Gentile audience. So he was purely Gentile. Not only was he Gentile, he was writing to Gentile audiences. Now people say, well, wait a minute, Father, what about Mark? Mark also wrote to Gentiles, but he was a Jew. Luke was the only one who was not a Jew. And so, I'm sorry, um, Luke was the only one who was not a Jew. So he had an important role to the apostles. It's so funny because uh, Father, um, God rest his soul, um, Gurgle, Father Walter Gurgle, Every time he would see me in the, um, in the refractory, he'd say, oh, it's the apostle to the Gentiles. So I, I laugh because the true apostle to the Gentiles is Luke. And so he himself was Gentile. So Luke has six miracles and 18 parables. Again, I'm taking you back to my scripture classes. So if my teachers were wrong, then if you want to correct me, I can go back and tell my teachers in, in seminary. But... 18 parables, parables not found in any other gospel. 18. That's amazing. Luke's is the gospel of mercy, and mercy specifically to the poor, um, and somewhat social justice as well. But let's look at this. 18 parables, parables not found anywhere else. Uh, he's the one that tells us the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Uh, who ignored him. He uses the term, like, check this out. He uses the term, blessed are the poor, instead of blessed are the poor in spirit, which is used everywhere else in the Bible. Everywhere else, we say, blessed are the poor in spirit. Means, that means that we need God's mercy because we, we, we have nothing. We are, we, we are nothing without God. But Luke says, blessed are the poor. So not just in spirit, but material. And only in Luke's gospel do we hear Mary's Magnificat. He has a very special connection with Mary. Where, what does she do in the Magnificat? She proclaims that God has brought down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly and filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. So you can see Luke advocating for the poor. That's only in his gospel. Now, forgiveness and God's mercy to sinners is his entire focus. Really, the whole Bible is in a way, but especially Luke. Forgiveness and God's mercy. You can't, you can't. What was that American Express card commercial years ago that shows my age? Don't leave home without it. Well, basically, when you get up in the morning, do not leave home without God's mercy and forgiveness. Ask him to forgive you and then pray that you are forgiving of others. Ask that you receive his mercy and you in turn give his mercy to others. So only in Luke do we also hear the biggest story of all, the prodigal son. Um, I tell you, one of the best books I wrote, he's with us here today, is Vinnie Flynn. And Vinnie Flynn, I read it on the airplane, I remember. He was writing a book about the prodigal son, and in it he talks about the prodigal father. And because the word prodigal, we don't even realize, the word prodigal means to squander, to lavish. And so Vinnie Flynn pointed out that in that, you have the father who pours out, lavishes, and squanders mercy on this undeserving son. And so this is a real way to look at the prodigal son. Another, probably what people call the greatest short story ever written in the history of the world. 
In the history of the world, the greatest short story ever written, many will claim, even non-Christians will claim it was the prodigal son. That is only in the Gospel of Luke. Only in Luke do we hear the story of the forgiven woman who washes the feet of Jesus. And so Jesus had an important role for women. I mean, uh, yeah, not only Jesus did, but Luke emphasized the importance of women in Jesus's ministry. In fact, only Luke mentions some of them. And only in Luke does Jesus really focus on the importance of the women, uh, more, I should say, more than other gospels. And in Luke, Jesus always takes the side of the sinner who wants to return to God's mercy. That's the role here. Now, also, Luke has a special connection <clears throat> with Mary, as I mentioned. Only in Luke do we hear the story, check this out. I didn't realize until I was sitting in class in seminary, only in Luke do we have the Annunciation, Mary's visit to Elizabeth, including the Magnificat, the presentation, and the story of Jesus' disappearance in Jerusalem. Now, think about that. In Luke, those are the scriptural parts of the Hail Mary. So really, the Hail Mary uh, is because of Luke. What is, it, what is the prayer? Hail Mary, full of grace, spoken at the Annunciation. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. These were the words spoken at the visitation with Elizabeth. These are all Luke. So when praying the rosary, think St. Luke because he really gave it to us. And so to finish, he's often portrayed as the one painting pictures of Mary and, and the beauty of Mary. In fact, um, I might try to somehow get it out for you to see it, but I was at a conference, I did a large conference in California upon returning from Europe, and I went out to California, to Brentwood, and they had the biggest monstrance I ever saw in my life. This monstrance was in front of the altar, it was gigantic. And so I gave the topic, the talk of the weekend was Mary and the Eucharist. So I focused on praying with them and, and teaching them as best I could about Mary, then about the Eucharist, then about the connection of Mary and the Eucharist. And I know it's a homily, so I don't want to show it on my phone, but the next day, a picture came to us of a picture of Mary in the Eucharist, in that monstrance of the church we just had that retreat. I have, I have seen a thousand pictures of the Eucharist. Father, can't you see, you know, the 12 apostles there in the Eucharist? I'm looking at it. No, I don't see it. This was the clearest picture of Mary I have ever seen. And, 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 and she, she's, she's there in her full mantle, and, and her hands, her head bowed, always bowed in prayer. I've never seen a clearer picture. And that was from the church we were just at giving a talk about Mary and the Eucharist. And so I'll see if we can put it up uh, maybe in our social media. So look for that later today. I'll, I'll send it to our social media people. We'll get it up on Facebook, um, you know, and our Instagram. Unbelievable when you see this picture. And everybody there saw it. So it wasn't just one person. And so this is the role of Mary. Now, Luke painted pictures of Mary. And so that's why I thought of Luke when I saw the picture of Mary. It looks like a painting. And it's on the Eucharist. 
But Luke is known, you ever hear of the Black Madonna? There's many. We have one right up on, um, uh, above Brother Mark, up in the loft. Um, it is uh, Our Lady Chestahova. And we, we have many Black Madonnas. And, and this was tradition was painted on the wood table that Luke actually painted uh, on the table uh, that Christ used. And that was a painting of Mary, that he had spent time with Mary, and that's where he learned what he did, that he wrote so much about Mary in the gospel. I always love it when people send these, the Bible doesn't really talk about Mary. Really? Have you read the gospel of Luke? My, my. And so because of this tradition, we call Luke the patron of painters. And as we mentioned earlier, the patron of physicians, because of what I said earlier. So finally, some early writers claim that he was martyred, hanged from an olive tree. That's why I'm in red today, because the church does celebrate Luke as a martyr. Um, the, the tradition says he was martyred, hanged from an olive tree. However, others claim that he had a long life. There is a tradition because he was not one of the 12 who ran away, or one of the 11, actually one of the 10, because John stayed. And he wasn't one of the apostles who ran away. Um, and so um, this is not known definitively, but in the church we do celebrate Luke as a martyr. Now, here's another interesting thing. People always condemn the Catholic Church about priests not being able to marry. One of the reasons I delayed my vocation is I wanted to be married. And then I realize now there is no way there is no, the, the wisdom of the church is so extraordinary. You, you had to beat me over the head to convince me in my younger years that it wasn't good for priests to marry. Now I will be the biggest advocate with, with seven days a week working 18 hour days. How unfair would it be to have a spouse that is the church and a spouse at home and a beautiful lady? One of them is only going to get you 50% of your waking hours. And that's not enough. The priest has to be dedicated to the church. And so Luke, people always condemn the church for not having priests allow them to marry. Luke was unmarried. Luke never married. And he had no children. And tradition is he died at 84 years old in Greece. So he, he is a special example and then finally, we say that he's also sown with the gospel writers. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John is the eagle. Mark is the lion. Matthew is the man because he has a genealogy of Jesus. What is Luke? What's the symbol of Luke? The ox. And why is he the ox? Because the ox is the symbol of sacrifice, which Jesus did for the whole world, and Luke captures beautifully in his gospel. So Luke, the one who loved the poor, uh, who wanted the door to kingdom, God's kingdom, open for everyone, who respected women, who saw hope in God's mercy above all, pray for us. We need him today, especially what's going on around the world, especially in the Holy Land, his home. Let us pray for St. Luke to intercede and bring peace, especially to his homeland, and in a way, our homeland of the Holy Land. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. 
Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.